Welcome to another edition of the Drake Football Coaches Show. Chuck Reed along with head coach Todd Stepsis. Two special guests here this evening. We have head athletic train, trainer Angie Dahl and also assistant equipment manager L.T. Popple. How are our guests doing? Good. Thanks, Chuck. Doing very good. All right. Coach, how are you? Hey, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, it was a great week so far and I you know, love being back in Des Moines and having a home game this weekend. Well, we are at Jethro's once again. It is wing night. It is mug night. And a special with the nachos. Yeah, yeah. You get a free margarita with the nachos? <laughs> They're going all out here. Holy cow. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Ange, where's your margarita? I haven't had a chance to order it yet. Okay. As long as it's on the agenda, we're good. You bet. All right. Coach, let's talk about last week. Traveled out to San Diego. Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I only have a couple of short notes about last week's game, and that is, first off, tough day. Yep. It just was one of those days. Yeah, you know, it, it, and that's something that happens in athletics and across all sports is sometimes you've got it and sometimes you don't. And so, uh, unfortunately for us, you know, we didn't have it on Saturday, and they did. You know, they did a nice job of uh, executing their plan and and uh, making plays, you know, when they needed to make them and, you know, and, and, and and that's you know sometimes that stuff happens. You know I think as a coaching staff I don't I don't believe we did uh, a great job getting our team ready to play. So you know nice thing about uh, losses and, and adversity is it gives you a chance to respond, uh, respond in a positive way and uh, look at uh, things that maybe you can do differently, uh, do better, and uh, just keep moving forward. You know just keep swinging. The other thing that I wanted to comment on with last week was San Diego was very good. Uh, that that was. I'm probably one of the top two teams we played this year, and that includes South Dakota State. We just got to wait, stay away from teams with SD, and I think that's the whole thing. But they were very good. Yeah, I, yeah, they have great talent. They have great talent every year, and then um, yeah, they're coached very well. You know, they uh, you know, offensively they execute. You know, the quarterback makes uh, smart decisions. You don't see them turn the ball over very much. Um, you know, they, they they play with great effort. I think that's the thing that stands out the most to me. That maybe the the casual fan doesn't notice, but I mean, man, you know, the receivers, they, they, they try just as hard blocking as they do running routes and you know, alignment and finishing down the field and defensively, you know, they don't, you don't see them miss tackles very much. You don't see them out of position very much. And so, you know, when you have great talent and you're playing at a high level and you're coached well, then, you know, you're going to have a run like they're on right now. I think it's important for everyone to understand something that even though last week didn't turn out the way anyone had hoped, season's not over. There's still three games remaining, and Drake has a chance to finish 7-1 and one in PFL play. That hasn't happened since 2012. So there's still a lot to play for this season, and I just hope everybody doesn't think that the season's over because we lost to San Diego. No, and, and the team's not like that. You know, they, you know, one of the main reasons why guys pick this university and pick this program to play uh, at is they love the game. And so, you know, even though... You know, we're down a game in the conference race. There's still an opportunity to play a game that we love with guys that we love. So, um, yeah, you know, just because a loss here or there, it doesn't mean the season's over. It doesn't mean that that loss is going to define us. You know, but, you know, we're we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep getting better. And, and, you know, not only these three games for this season, but for the future. And I talked to the team about how we respond, how you respond to adversity, not only on the field, but in life. And, um, you know, these three games and how we play these three games are – you know, it's really going to get us moving in the direction that we want to go. You know, we're still pretty, still got some some work to do from an identity standpoint and having the type of team that I want to see out there on the field. But 
these three games to help us get to where I want to be. All right, enough about last week. Let's talk to our guests. How does that sound? Sounds great. All right. Again, Angie Dahl, head athletic trainer. You'll be able to recognize her voice. And LT Popple, the assistant equipment manager. LT, I'm going to start with you because you're the new guy. Okay. Okay. I know I should probably go ladies first, but I'm going to start with the new guy. We're good. And that is, how did you get to Drake? Um, I got to Drake. Funny story. So when I uh, applied, I was trying to get out of Eastern Washington University, hit my ceiling there. And I wanted to start something new in a place I've never been before. And so I reached out to Troy Jepson, who's probably one of the best in the business for equipment managers, and um, reached out to him. He he wanted he wanted me down there, offered me the job. And the next day he uh, he quit. So I was off and running to Iowa all by myself. Life is timing, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Angie, how did you get to Drake? Because you've been here what now, thirteen years? Uh, this is my 16th year. 16th year. Yeah. You need to upgrade your bio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least I have one. Exactly. <laughs> How'd you get to Drake? Um, I was working in uh, in St. Louis at Washington University when I met my husband, Matt. And um, and he is a former Drake football player. I uh, went to school here. So he wanted to uh, he wanted to get back. There were some openings here and kind of funny enough there's an athletic trainer position open as well so um it's closer to minnesota my where i'm from so um it seemed like a good opportunity to come here uh, i applied and i actually got the job here before he did so <laughs> so i told him i was like well i'm going to drake whether you're going or not so we'll we'll see how it works out and it worked out so here we are and interesting enough, you were an assistant athletic trainer at Washington University in St. Louis, but also a softball coach too, right? Yeah. Yeah, we started the softball program there. Yeah. And you played in college. That's how the yeah. softball thing all fit together. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, St. Thomas? University of St. Thomas. Go Thomas. Okay. All right. Good. What's the favorite part of your job? Um, favorite part of my job, honestly, is the athletes and the staff and coaches. Uh, just being around that environment is something I I work for and I thrive off of to be honest, keeps me young. Favorite part of your job? I'm uh, guessing it's seeing guys get healthy, but go ahead and answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know it's it really is the it's the it's the guys. It's the type of guys that we have here, the athletes that we have at Drake in general. But um, I, you know, I keep I, if I if I think about leaving, I always wonder, am I going to get the same kind of the same kind of athletes, the same kind of guys that I get to work with. So um, I get to see them go through everything, a lot of adversity, um, and I get to see them, you know, come through that and see what it, what happens on the other end. And, and it's pretty awesome to see how they grow through that whole process and get to be a part of that um, and get to celebrate their successes too when they're done. I got ahead of myself a little bit, but I wanted to ask you this question. Assistant athletic trainer, or excuse me, assistant equipment manager. I knew I'd screw that up sooner or later, but assistant equipment manager, what exactly do you do? If you had to explain it to somebody who didn't know anything about football or what you do, what exactly do you do? Um, gosh, what do I not do? Um, I make sure all the gear for the players as well as the coaches are ready for practice and game days and make sure that it's functioning to its proper, um, I don't know, just make it's sure maximum it's, level. Yeah. That's really all I do. 
Well, I mean, if something breaks, you've got to fix it. Yes. You're in charge of the headsets with the coaches up headsets in the press box. Coach Tom. Yeah, make sure shoulder pads, helmets fit correctly. Um, and most important, make sure that we're swagged out. Which means? We look good. There you go. All right. And, and I'll tell you what, I'll jump in here. I mean, so. For sure. Go ahead. So, yeah. Uh, so, you know, kind of a cool story is, uh, you know, um, Troy says, hey, I, you know, we've got some guys to take over. A um, couple interviews. I'd love for you to meet these guys. And so LT was one. There's, I think, there's a couple more that that he that he brought around. And and of course, uh, you know, he he then asks me for my opinion on the three. And I, and I, how much time do we spend with each other, LT? Like what, twenty minutes? Yeah, maybe maybe that. I mean, not not a ton of time. But like, I knew right away that he was the guy. And so Troy was like, "Well, what did you think?" I was like, "Well, offer LT the job, and if he doesn't take it, keep looking." Because he's he was by far and away the best guy um, for the job, and then and then all of a sudden, like he's there by himself in a new place, trying to figure everything out, um, and not only just for football, but for the rest of our athletes, every single sport he was trying to sort out, trying to figure out gears coming in, gears going out, things are getting embellished. I mean, you know, he, and he jumped in, and you never heard him complain once, not once. I mean, he just put his head down, went to work. Did everything he possibly could. Yeah, you know, did he screw some stuff up? Probably. But you know what? He, he, you never saw a frown on his face. You never saw him complain. And, and man, you know, it, it, and now that we're, we're you know, almost through the season, you know, three games ago, you know, you ask all of our guys, and they love him. I mean, and they, they barely know him. You know, they've only known him for not even a season. And they love him because he cares. And to me, like, uh, you know, he didn't mention that in his job description, but I think that's a key component for really any staff member. But like, you know, in, in equipment especially, is you gotta care. You gotta care about your players. You gotta make you. Know, you gotta love them, and and he does that. Like he wants to see our guys do well, and and I wish I could show you some of the clips of him on the sideline celebrating when we do well. I mean, he goes crazy, and, and so I just I love seeing that. I love seeing the passion and the energy and the enthusiasm. And the more guys that are involved with our program like him, the better. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a man of few words over here, but uh, no, we're, we're happy to have him. He's done a fantastic job. Saw a picture today of uh, Ian Corwin's touchdown run Saturday. The first two guys to congratulate Ian when he got to the sideline were you and Jared, your yep. assistant. So I like that, too. Good for you. Yeah, I'm glad I'm rubbing off on him. <laughs> All right, Ange, I've got... Just a little bit different question, same genre, but a little different question for you. And that is a lot of people kind of call you the mom of the program. Yeah. How do you take that? And is that something you're proud of? Um, you know, I think there was a time in my career when if I, if I got called mom, I was like, oh, that's going <laughs> to makes me sound kind of old and, uh, you know, but now I just, uh, I take it as a compliment, really. Because, um, I mean, it, it's pretty powerful to to be referred to as a mom you know because they it shows that they know that i care plus um you know i'm gonna give them some tough love oftentimes um help them help them get through things that they uh have questions about or they haven't done before um those types of things so you know i i kind of like it now um i get i get a little worried sometimes when some other moms are around the real moms are around (laughs) if they get if they uh if they get offended by that but but i like it yeah, I tell you, and, and yeah, to jump in again, um, you know, if you think of 
the people in our program that have the biggest impact on our, our players, and Angie's one of those. You know, she 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 cares for our guys. Um, you know, I, I think probably more than anybody. You know, she like she said, she gives them tough love. She's tough on them. She wants to get them back on the field. She wants to see them playing because she knows that that's. That's why they're here. You know, that's what, what gives them the most joy. And you know, at the same time, you know, when people have injuries, it's kind of, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough mentally, and, and she's there to, to help them through it. So, uh, you know, having her um, on our team, you know, it's I wouldn't want anybody else. And that she picked us, I think, is is really cool. You know, I mean, you know, when she got promoted to head athletic trainer, she could have she could have taken any team that she wanted. You know, she could have gone. You know, that you know, she was the, the right person for the job, and I see the department wanted to take over, and um, she could have she could have passed football aside and gone with another sport, but she picked us, and um, I think that just says a lot with how much she cares about us and our program. And, um, and there's not another athletic trainer in the country I'd rather work with. Standing today in the uh, chill, shall we say? Were you thinking about boy, probably 72 degrees in the Nap Center right now? Maybe <laughs> yeah. basketball doesn't sound like a bad choice. You know, we do have quite the swing in weather. We go from, you know, like 110 to negative 20 or 30, you know, by the end of the season. It's, it's only never negative 30 at oh, the end of the like season. It. Come on. December Not 1st last year. It wasn't minus 30. It was just 30. Okay. okay. Feels okay, like. Oh, feels like, a, yes, with the wind blowing. Feels like. All right. We are visiting with uh, head athletic trainer Angie Dahl and also assistant equipment manager LT Popo on the Drake Football Coaches Show with Todd Stepsis. Let's go over the PFL standings real quick. We'll talk a little about the PFL. Uh, San Diego on top, 5-0. Drake, second place, 4-1. Have a log jam tied for third. Dayton, Davidson, Maris, and Stetson are all 3-2. and two. Moorhead State's 2-3. and three. Butler and Valparaiso, 1-4. And, and Jacksonville, this week's opponent, 0-5. Still looking for their first win in PFL action. The schedule this week, Davidson at Butler. San Diego travels cross-country all the way to Stetson. How do you go from San Diego to Orlando? I mean, that's not a weather change. They need to go someplace cold. They, they, they stay in 80. What's the big deal? I know. It's the humidity. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Jacksonville Drake, also Marist at Dayton. That'll be a good one. Marist is getting better, and uh, Flyers have a little trouble defensively, so that, that should be a good matchup in Dayton. And also Moorhead State traveling to Valparaiso, um, who won two weeks ago, put up a good fight last week. Valpo's getting better as well under first-year coach Landy Fox. So that is your PFL schedule for this week and the current standings. You ready to move on to the non-football question? Yeah, sounds great. All right. Got a little different one this week. I'm kind of see how your wife responds to your answer on this one, okay? Oh, boy. All right, here we go. The non-football question is, if there was a movie made of your life, who would you want to play you and why? All right? Does anybody want to start, all right? You I, can, I can start. <laughs> start away, Coach. So if I say the words, all right, all right, all right, you think uh, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> 
think Matthew McConaughey might be the best guy to play me uh, that I can think of. Yeah. I wish I had his accent because I think my wife would like me even better than she does now. If I could talk like he just, does. Just move to Texas for 20 years. You'll be fine. I think I think I got to figure out a couple of books on tape that maybe he's read and then just kind of listen to those and maybe it'll eventually wear off. But yeah, you know, he, you know We Are Marshall, he was, he was a coach in that one and then you know, he's, he's got kind of a laid back uh, personality and he's you know, a pretty highly motivating guy if you ever listen to some of the stuff he says and he is the Minister of Culture there at Texas, his official title, which is pretty funny. But, yeah, Matthew McConaughey, I think would be a good one. Well, you know what? He's got that burnt orange suit that he wears. we got to get oh, you a blue that. suit. Oh, yeah. you could. <laughs> Maybe there you go. Here's the equipment guy right here. Uh, you can rip that out. Senior day. Let's see if we can find a blue suit to wear. Oh, man. Senior day on the sidelines. I'll and totally it, do that. And it can't be a leisure suit. Again. No, no. I'm drawing the line. White other shoes. There you go. There you go. Just like uh, Chevy Chase in vacation. <laughs> yeah. I'm really nice. LT, uh, Angie, you get to go next. Movie of your life, who would play you and why? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Sandra Bullock, actually. Uh, oh, all right. Kind of, um, Blindside? Got a little football background? Yeah. yeah. She can she can do it all. She's got the action movies and the rom-coms and the football movies. I mean, yeah, she's good. I think she's just, she's relatable. I've never yeah. seen you drive a bus, though. Hey, next road trip. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> you got the battery charged, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I would have said Jennifer Aniston, but Sandra Bullock, another A-lister, good choice. LT? Um, i probably pick Heath Ledger, just all over the map with emotions and can do everything. That's definitely me. He's dead. He's dead. He's live or dead. Yeah, you didn't specify that. Well, if they're going to make a movie of your life, you got to pick a live guy. Oh, my goodness. How about, like, Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen? That's who oh, I would have voted. Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Coach McClendon likes that answer. Okay. Uh, I have no answer. I, I do not know of anybody. I, really? Any suggestions? Danny DeVito. Oh. There you go. <laughs> the Penguin. <laughs> Christmas letter to Coach Stephen. No. Okay. You just lost it there, partner. I have no idea. So... I'm going to answer with no idea. And nobody would ever make a movie about my life. Either, so. I'm, going to, I'm going to think about that one, Chuck. I'm going to come up with one for you. Wait, who's the guy that was at, um, who's the Drake grad? Uh, he played Ari Gold. In, in, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, what's his what's name? What's his name? He put Jeremy Piven. Yeah. yeah. He didn't graduate from Drake. He went to Drake. He just went to Drake. But that could be you. Jeremy I'll Piven. give you that one. All right. Yeah. That'd be a good one. All right, all right. I'll give you that one. Close enough. He's got Drake in the background, so yeah, okay. Um... One other question for the two of you, our guests. Best Drake memory? <laughs> I have a couple of well, He's got like three months to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> His volume of uh, memories is much smaller. But uh, 16 years there, Ange. Uh, yeah, 16 years. Um, you can pick a couple if you can't pick one. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been to Africa and I've been to China, so both of those are pretty awesome. The Great Wall was pretty... Well, it was pretty amazing when you're seeing it on that. That was, that was pretty incredible. But I mean, and I maybe people expect this, but I gotta say the Iowa State game last year was pretty amazing. Um, and the way that the way that our guys came out and 
and played that game. <laughs> it was, and the weather. It was, I mean, everything about it was. It was just. It was awesome. It was pretty. It was pretty spectacular just to see how well they played, um, and didn't give up, and how surprised Iowa State was. I think to to see us competing out there with their starters. Um, I have two. The first one's definitely our first win against Marist. That was awesome. Um, but I think my absolute favorite was first day of practice. Got to watch the conditioning test. That's when it. That's when football was real for me at Drake. That's when it was real. Conditioning <laughs> test. Yeah. That's when I knew I was finally at Drake. I can settle in. Football started for me. Yeah. Rhino will be proud to hear that. <laughs> conditioning test is his favorite memory. Once again, you're listening to the Drake Football Coaches Show with head coach Todd Stepsis, Chuck Reed sitting to the left, the coach, and our guests again tonight are head athletic trainer Angie Dahl and also assistant equipment manager LT Popple. Let's talk a little bit about this upcoming week's game, and that is Jacksonville, a team that's struggling, hasn't won a game in the PFL. But I know there's three things that concern you. I'm going to put them in, not in any particular order, but number one is they're an option team. And every defensive coach I know hates option teams, so that's got to be one. Two is they're very athletic. They do have good athletes. Uh, and Calvin Turner Jr., uh, their quarterback, if you don't tackle him, bad things happen, as we saw last year when he broke a 73-yard touchdown run late in that game. And the third thing is they're getting better. And I'm sure those three things all factor into you being on your toes for this Saturday. No, no doubt. I mean, you know, it, they are struggling from a record standpoint, but all you got to do is turn on the tape and, you, and watch watch them perform. Um, you know, they, they run to the ball on defense. They've got great speed, great range on that side of the ball. Um, you know, and then you know, anytime you have good team speed, your, your kicking game is going to be solid. They're going to be able to cover kick. They're going to be able to run down the field. And like you said, on offense, I mean, anytime you play an option team, it's, it's unorthodox. So you have to change some things a little bit on defense and, you have to make sure that your assignment sound. You know, you need to have, you know, people tackling people and people assigned to certain people. And and then you know, other thing that people don't realize about option teams is that it's a game that's a physical game. You know, so you know, the linemen are coming off the ball and they're and they're attacking your legs. And so, you know, you're you're constantly having to fend off people off from dinging in the shins and the knees. And then, you know, uh, you know, a defensive lineman. You know, a good day is probably an eight-tackle performance. Well, the thing is, against a good option team, those guys are, are probably getting anywhere from 25 to 30 tackles because they're always tackling the dive guy. And he may not have the ball, and they may not get any credit for it, but you know, you, you're, you're now taking a triple option where there's three tackles happening each play. And so that, that kind of stuff adds up as well. So um, the quarterback's dynamic. You know, I was, I was actually did a radio interview with their people down there, and and I, I, I made the comment where if, if we had a, uh, a PFL 40-yard dash competition, I think he might win it. You know, I think he might be the fastest guy in the league, and, and it might be close because, you know, last year when he took that 170 against us in the fourth quarter, I mean, I mean he looked like a blur, you know, running through, running through our guys. So, um, yeah, they, they are. They've gotten better, and, it, and their record is no indication about what kind of opponent they are. So, um, you know, I, one of the best pieces of advice as a defensive coach that I got when defending the option, this is kind of a funny story. So, yeah, first-time coordinator uh, up in Michigan, and uh, we play Northwood, who notorious option team. Um, you know, I thought I knew what I was doing. You know, long story short, we win the game 45 to 42, and that was actually the one time that I didn't call my wife uh, because I felt so bad. 
So then, so that summer I'm clinicking about how to stop the option. What do I do? And one of the places I go is Ohio State because they're playing Navy that same right. year. And so I asked the guy, hey, so how do you stop this option thing? Like, what, you know, what's what's the secret? And then he looks right at this defensive coordinator and says, tell your offense to score some points. <laughs> so so that was like, that was this big, big mind. But that's how you do it. You know what I mean? You got to get going on offense. You got to you gotta build a lead. And so when you build a lead, then all of a sudden you're forcing them to do things that maybe they're not used to doing, whether it's a complex passing game or protecting in a passing game. You know, so... You know, it's going to be a critical for our offense to get going, to get going early. You know, defensively, we're going to do a good job. You know, we're a disciplined group. We're assignment sound. We're, you know, we've got a good plan. Um, but we've got to score some points because the longer an option team hangs in there, they're going to wear you down eventually, as you saw last year in the fourth quarter when they broke off that long run. Well, one bit of good news is that in the last two years, you scored 93 points against Jacksonville, 52 and 41. So the offense has done their job. But one question I wanted to ask you is I know – Scout team look is really important to you, that your scout team gives a good look of the opponent. When you play somebody that runs the option and you're not an option team, who's playing quarterback this week on scout team? Who's, who, are the, who are the running backs? I mean, how do you get a good look from a bunch of guys who aren't really into that system? Well, you know me. Yeah, you, you practice how the game is going to be because that's how you're going to learn how the game is going to go. And so... When, uh, when you're playing an option team, the first thing you do is you take a poll of all the scout team offenses that say, which one of you guys played option quarterback in high school? Now, luckily for us, we've always had one. So this year, um, Joe Coy actually had played option quarterback, triple option quarterback in high school, so he was our quarterback. And then it's about, okay, who's the most aggressive guy we can find? You be the dive guy. And so for us, that was Tanner Pollock. You know, he's been a scout team player a week multiple times for being that dude. You know, rushing the, rushing the punt hard, running people over, being aggressive. And then the slot guys, you got to look for speed. So now it's like, all right, uh, Colin Howard, you can fly. You're going to be a slot guy. And, and if you only have one, then he's the pitch guy. So whatever way the option's going, you're, you're the one that's running. If you're the one that's getting the toss or whatever. So just try to figure it out. But it's funny. You know, Another funny story, a little shout out to, to an alum. I actually texted uh, Terry Saul. So Terry Saul. TS3? TS3 is in, uh, you know, he's actually on military uh, uh, leave, on, on uh, health leave. Um, he was training uh, to be um, a Navy SEAL or a Green Beret. I can't remember which, which branch he was going into, but then uh, he had to take a leave of absence from a medical condition. And so he's in Iowa City, and I texted him. I'm like, Hey man, you want to play some option quarterback? And he's like, "Are you serious?" And then I said, "What number do you want?" And he goes, "Anything under 20. Like, like he was he was getting ready to get in. The Is car. that legal? Is no, that... no, it's not. I don't think so. so yeah, so I think that's they put the kibosh on it. The, the defensive staff's like, "I don't think you can do that." I was like, "You can't, dang it!" So then sure enough, Stick looks it up on on the on his phone on the rule book. Yeah, you can't do that. And Alabama used to bring like extra oh, yeah. back yeah. to practice. After that, they, yeah, I think it was like 2018 when they said, eh, it's not legal. So I had to crush Terry Saul's uh, hopes and dreams for coming back. And the comeback was over before it started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was cool to see how willing he was. He was like, I can arrange that. All right. <laughs> he was great at it. I mean, well, he, years ago, I remember him running it. He, he gave you a great look. Well, he played at PV, uh, Pleasant Valley out in the Quad Cities, and that was them. I mean, I mean, you, you turn the high school tape on, and it was Jacksonville. I mean, he's under center. The, the, the dive back is, you know, 
right up the rear end of the QB. I mean, you're watching; it's the same thing. So, yeah, we would pull him, uh, you know, from the from the defensive side to play some some uh, option QB. And and again, I mean, we've, we've had two really good games against them. And I've, if I'm not mistaken, he was the option. He was the look. I think both times. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, we're going in the game feeling pretty good. And and that's the thing is, you know, if you come to the game tomorrow. Um, you know, watch the defense that first snap when there's a lot of guys on the ground they ain't going to go that long. But you know, if you see a lot of guys stay on their feet and on the ball then we got a pretty good look and we're ready to live. I'm dying to ask this question to the trainer. When we bring up Terry Saul III what's the first thing you think of? It's like pull groin, tape bad ankles. What what do you think of? <laughs> I mean, I've always wanted to ask that. Like, When you think of a player you like think about the injuries not what he did. You mean like the injuries that they had? Yeah, the like Terry Saul the third. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Pulled hamstring all the time. You know, something like that. <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes, sometimes with Terry, I, you know, Terry was awesome. I loved him. He was always ready and raring to go, and he'd smile on his face. He'd do whatever you asked him to. So, so I love, I love seeing him when he comes back too. So, so not with him necessarily, but there's some guys that I definitely remember them for their injuries and <laughs> what I had to deal with. Do you ever think about guys like, oh, he was always a pain with his shoulder pads? Uh, I've definitely had some high-maintenance uh, players. <laughs> yes, I have. Okay, and you, and that's how you remember them? Uh, sometimes. He might have been the seventh leading receiver in school history, but that guy always wanted different pads. I yeah, mean, gotten to know some of the players and what socks. they like. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Socks is big. All right, I just wanted to see if that, I was Visors. accurate with that one. Oh. Visors. I don't want to talk about visors. <laughs> okay. Calm the nerve right there. All right, let's move on. Hey, uh, we're home Saturday. Yes. Back-to-back -back home games upcoming for the only time this season. Oh, thank goodness. Which is just awesome. <laughs> I mean, I wish the weather was going to be better, but still, I'll take what I can get. But home for two weeks in a row. You've got to be excited. We don't have to get on a bus or a plane or anything. Now we just play. Yeah, it's in, it's in Drake Stadium. It's the best stadium, in my opinion, um, that we play in all year. I mean, it's just a cool venue. And, and um, you know, aside from getting to sleep in our own beds and not having to jump on a bus, I mean, it's just great being home. It's great being in front of our families and our friends and our fans. And there's no place I'd rather play a game than here at home. And Saturday, 1 o'clock kick, Drake Stadium, Johnny Brightfield. Military Appreciation Weekend to Drake, and there's some fun stuff yeah. uh, that could happen. Yeah, so um, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, you see the NFL salute the service. Well, this is our military appreciation game, and, and that's something that's really close to my heart. You know, I, I don't have any um, immediate family, but I do have in-laws that, that did serve. So my actually brother and sister-in-law, you know, Jim and Audrey Dorn, they're, uh, they're Air Force vets. And so I just, I mean... You know, the things that we've done here as far as seeing the 9-11 Memorial um, in New York. And, I mean, I just, you know, people that serve this country, you know, they hold a, a really close place to my heart, and even though I never served before. And, um, yeah, just, just to be able to do something like this is really cool. And, and Pat Carr, uh, you know, one of our, our senior linebackers, you know, his, his dad is a vet as well. And um, they're trying to get a flyover, you know, for, before our game. So we're still seeing if we can get that to work out. And, I want to say you get four free tickets if, if you're a vet or if you're an active military person uh, to the game. So that's really neat as well. We actually have a couple of cool guest coaches coming. So we've got Bob Clark. So Bob, an interesting thing about him, he's a World War II vet. He's in his 90s. He actually blocked for Johnny Bright back in 1951. And so he's going to be at the game. I talked to him on the phone. Have you ever met Bob? Never met him. 
okay, I'm just going to tell you this. Bob's not real big. <laughs> Bob's, Bob's maybe 5'8". I mean, Bob is not a big guy. When you told me that, I went, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but what what ninety five year old guy is big? I mean, I mean, I, I think about my dad. I mean, my dad's in his mid seventies, and you know he he played ball at six three two seventy, and now he's like five eleven. Like I mean, it's just something happens when you get older, you shrink, I guess. But Bob's gonna be there, so that's that's super exciting for him to be in the crowd. I talked to him on the phone today. I was like, hey man, how you feeling? It's like I'm feeling pretty good, and so he's he's gonna make the trip, and uh, I'm excited to meet him, and then um. There's another alum, Al Kellogg. So he played back in the 90s, early 90s. Um, uh, I can't remember if he was a captain or not, but a lot of guys that play with him speak highly of him. So he's actually a colonel. Uh, he's a colonel in the Army, uh, chief human resource guy uh, there now, and has uh, been deployed, I think, three or four times overseas and has done some missions over there. And, uh, yeah, he's he's going to be there as well. So I'm just super excited that he he's going to be in attendance and in front of our team. He's actually going to talk to the team right before we – we take the field and uh you know it, it just again one of those guys that has has gone into this world after playing football here and, and has changed the game i mean he's been uh, one of those guys that has made the world a better place and uh you know it's just neat seeing drake people do that drake football players do that so lots of them. Uh, yeah lots of them I and mean, even last week you know we had brad folds come and talk to the i was going to save that for the shout out because i had a couple uh, shout outs i wanted to give but you can start it with yeah. brad because he was terrific i mean probably one of my all-time favorite talks to a team and everything he said i mean was just spot on you know so whether it was him talking about uh, being a freshman and the fake punt and you know, flying through and then hitting the concrete and the the unathletic blue blur that was flying through and, and then how you play the game with passion and how you just go for it and wear your heart on your sleeve and, and that's how you got to treat things in life. If you treat life with passion, you know, things are going to go well and then, you know, how, how the game of football teaches you how to be resilient. You know, and he talked about, you know, getting blindside blocked in a game and then also being overseas and a suicide bomber blowing up right next to him. So, Oh, man, it's just it's just incredible the things that he talked about, and then you know that how you know world class lawyers and doctors and military people and teachers and politicians. I mean, Drake football alums because the game of football and then being, doing it here at Drake has you know has, has shaped those guys to do great things in the future. So man, having Brad was around was awesome. I just wish he lived closer. You know, he lives yeah. out in San Diego. That's just I, you know. Hopefully, maybe when I have him back every week. So hopefully, when he retires, maybe he'll move back to the Des Moines or the Midwest and see if I can get him on staff somehow. Because man, having him around was it was just a great thing. It really was. I think our guys are going to take that speech with them for the rest of their lives. Well, I'll tell you how. I mean, I can't even put into words how fired up I was. But Angie and LT. I know you were fired up, too, after he spoke, weren't you? Yeah, absolutely. You were ready to go tape ankles. Yep. <laughs> I was ready to hit somebody. <laughs> Just don't make it me, okay? I, I'm too old for that. But uh, And then uh, the one other thing I wanted to talk about uh, with the shout-outs was uh, not only Brad, but um, I want to do a personal one and thank the facility guys for fixing my equipment case. I just want to say thank you for doing that. Got new wheels on it. Cole Neary cannot be more excited about lugging that equipment through the North Carolina airport. He's fired up about that. So I do want to say thank you to the facility guys for fixing uh, the case that carries our equipment. They did a great job. Anybody else? Yeah, actually, um, you know, that, that one of the, yeah, you always try to look for, for the good and all the bad. And so, you know, the, the performance and the result was bad. But then, you know, 
having Brad talk to the team was good. I think also the thing that was really good was how much support we had out there. I mean, if you look on our side of the stadium, I mean, we had more fans than they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you would have went man for man, um, you know, person for person, you know, we had we had more people at that game than they did. And so just to see how supportive all of our families, um, and then our families that have people that are out there. I mean, they came in, in, in drugs, and then having all the alumni show up, our university hosting a tailgate out there. I mean, I'm sorry know, I missed that tailgate. That looked like a lot of fun. I none of us could make it. That's the problem. Yeah, but I mean, and some of the alums that came back. I mean, it was so great to, to hear who was who was there. And and, and you know, man, I just, you know, the game would have gone well. I would have loved to have just oh. gone up there and, and hung out with some of those guys. But you know, you had guys from all kind of generations. So I saw people that that I coached. You know, you know, just a few years ago, they were there. And then you, know, you hear you know some of the greats. Uh, you know from. 70s, you know, like John Lynch and Manley and, and those guys, and it's just it was just neat to see all the people supporting Drake football from you know the other, the other side of the country. Yeah. It's awesome. LT, you got a shout out to somebody? Um, I just want to shout out to my girlfriend Isabella. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank that, you. That hit a nerve. Um, she's been to a couple of Drake practices um, in the summer. Um, helped me move up here and watches all of our games when she's not doing athletic training for Eastern Washington University. So um, cool. she's my biggest fan and uh, supports us very much. I thought you were going to say Jared, but then uh-huh. what do I know? <laughs> I'll send out a shout-out to Jared. He's my assistant. Um, absolutely love him. He's been here for four years. Um, he's done an amazing job. Helped me through um, this season very much so. So shout-out to him. And your shout-outs. Well, my shout-outs, i got to say uh, hey to uh, Bree and Spencer, my assistants, who uh, do a ton of work for us every single day, work their, butt ups, uh, work, work their butts off for the team. Um, and then, of course, i got to say hi to uh, Delaney and Peyton. I can't leave them out. So my girls, um, they wish me and luck on, on the show before I left today. So. And no Matt. And, and Matt, Matt, too. <laughs> <laughs> you might throw in your husband Sorry. in there. Right? I tell you what. Who's watching the kids right now? Church. Oh, okay. <laughs> I tell you what. The, the, here's the thing about Matt, too. And, and so, you know, so we talked about Angie and how much she, she loves our program and, and how much she loves the guys, how much she does for us. But Matt's right there. Oh, he's. You know, you know and, and that's the thing is, you know, he played here, and so he's got. But, I mean, you know, anything that, that we need to do. And he, he gets it done, you know. He gets it done, and then some. And and you know, there, you know, we have a tunnel that we that we run the Ron Olson tunnel that we run through to you know to get to practice every day, but then also before the games. And and he decks that thing out in blue lights. And, and, and again, we, it's not that I'm asking him to do it, just because he wants to do it. And you know, having having a guy like Matt around is is awesome. And so yeah, I'll give a shout out to Matt as well. Well, I'll second the shout out. He does an awesome job. I mean, he's he's. He cares. That's what I love about him. He cares. Yeah, yeah and he's he's running the family while I'm doing football season. So, I mean, he's, there's a lot of stuff that he takes on that's, that's pretty amazing. That And I'm lucky to have him so I can do this job that I love. So. All right. Very good. I'm glad we got Matt thrown in there. So. Thanks, Chuck. That's going to wrap things up for this week's Drake Football Coaches Show with Todd Stepsis. want to thank our guests once again, LT Popple, the assistant equipment manager. And Angie Dahl, who's got that margarita right in front of her. She's ready to go, our head athletic trainer. And uh, I want to thank you guys for coming. Appreciate it very much. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Coach, 
get back on the horse this week. Let's get another W. Let's finish strong and uh, see what happens. I like it. Good plan. All right. Once again, we're at Jethro's Barbecue, the Drake location. It is Wednesday night, and, of course, that's wing night. You get a pound of wings for just $6. It's mug night, so if you have the mug, you get refills on that. Uh, tonight's free margarita night, so if you order a plate of nachos. So a lot of stuff going on. I want to thank everybody who made it out here tonight. If you did not make it this week, we'll be back here again next Wednesday. Make it out and uh, enjoy fun fellowship and football. Can't beat that. So uh, glad you tuned into the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Drake in Jacksonville this Saturday, 1 o'clock, Johnny Brightfield, Drake Stadium. Hope you can make it out. Weather's supposed to be pretty decent. Unfortunately, dry. That's all I care about. I can dry. Dry in 30 would be better for Jacksonville, but it's going to be much warmer than that. So I uh, hope you can make it out Saturday. Bulldogs, two home games remaining this week and next week against Dayton. We'll be back next Wednesday to talk about that Dayton game next week. But uh, until then, thanks very much for listening. And as always, Go Bulldogs.